Welcome, welcome to the Rectify Roundtable, a show all about games and bringing players together with host Scott Anderson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Rectify Roundtable. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and I am excited to be back with all of you once again. Every time we go live here, we aim to bring you intriguing conversations from around the world of gaming and esports, and I am stoked about what we have planned for you today. Uh, before we introduce the stars of today's show, however, I do want to remind those tuning in live on Twitch that we encourage participation. So feel free to send in those burning questions for our guests. I'm actively monitoring the Twitch feed, uh, so is my boy Ty, and uh, he's going to drop those in Discord for me if we've got some good questions coming through. So feel free to drop those in and try to get to them as best as I can throughout the show. Uh, we also have at least one giveaway today. I know for sure we might have two. That depends on you, though, so let's get those hype in the chat and uh, bring everyone in so we can have great conversation today. <clears throat> With all that said, let's get to the actual reason why you've all tuned in. Uh, this trio of creatives joining me today are all about making your moments, websites, and campaigns look amazing. And without them, the look of most websites and esports matchups would probably revert back to the early 2000s, and we all know how bad that was. Drop some PogChamp emotes in the chat for Amy, Ben, and Isaac. Hello, everyone. How are you doing this fine Saturday? Hi, okay. I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Ben, how are things over there for you? Doing great. Really happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Isaac, how are things for you, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am doing good. I'm feeling good. It's been a little while since we've had this, and I am really excited that we're back and able to have this great conversation with you guys today. And uh, as I said earlier, I'm really stoked. I'm constantly fascinated by the skills of creative individuals uh, like, like yourselves, artists in general. And uh, since my own skills are middling at best, let's be honest, I'm excited to talk to you guys about your process and uh, how this became such a big part of your careers. So just wanted to start things off by having uh, each of you introduce yourself, uh, talk about your uh, history in design work a little bit, and how you got started. Uh, Amy, let's start with you. Hi, I'm Aim. I'm a graphic designer working for PG Esports and Team Endpoint. Um, I got into esports early last year after a project with the university, but I've been in like the gaming industry since like 2012, designing like the YouTube banners, you know, on Skype chats and all that. But now I'm a freelance graphic designer. Awesome, great. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Uh, I know. Time zones are different between all of us right now, so getting this together was tricky. Amy's over in the UK, and so uh, really glad you were able to join us. Uh, ben, how about you? How did you get your start? So actually, I was recommended um, in high school to take a graphic design class. Yeah, so I actually currently work with e United, who are a North American esports brand. And I started with them in 2018. I actually uh, was first introduced to esports through, believe it or not, uh, just gaming in general. It was actually started in Minecraft, uh, which actually was where I started doing graphics and stuff like that for other people based within that. So Minecraft was actually how I started learning Photoshop and all that because that actually got me interested. 
And overall, um, that's kind of where I got into it, but also just game design in general. Uh, that kind of started a lot of things for me in that regard. But eventually, uh, I was talked to by a lot of uh, uh, one of the well, college professors, actually one of the college professors um, when I spoke to uh, actually got in. Uh, so they told me, you know, you should really do this. And that's kind of how I kind of pushed myself. You know, I, I want to start doing this uh, for a living. So here I am. <laughs> Which is, awesome. Uh, pretty awesome. That's great. Well, again, thank you, all three of you, for uh, joining us today. Uh, so, yeah, no problem. So, just found out, Ben, you uh, had a little problem with your mic at first. It wouldn't be an episode of the Rectify <laughs> Roundtable if we didn't have some sort of mic <laughs> issue at the start. But that's all right. Uh, ben, uh, introduce yourself a little bit. And then the first question was going to be, uh, how did you get involved in designing for esports and gaming organizations okay. in, the, in the first place? So, Ben, why don't you go yeah, ahead yeah. and uh, start us off with that? All right. Well, um, uh, so basically, I started out uh, designing in high school when a class was recommended to me by my mechanical drawing teacher. And I didn't really think nothing of it. And I just sort of like, you know, started having fun making you know, random designs, you know, memes and whatnot. Um, but that soon transformed into me designing for Rectify here. And uh, also I work for the Ambox family, uh, which owns um, New York Subliners, New York Excelsior, and I do apparel for them. Um, outside of esports, I work full-time as a social media graphic designer for AstraZeneca, the pharmaceutical company. Um, and then I guess I can just you know, go into the first question of how I started getting into, you know, designing an esports design for organizations. And uh, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I started out, you know, in gaming as everyone else did through gaming. You know, I wanted to become a, a trick shotter for FaZe, like every other middle schooler. Everybody's dream. <laughs> and um, my grand plan uh, because I wasn't, you know, good enough for the recruitment challenges was to join FaZe as a designer and then quit designing and be a trick shotter for them. That that was the whole plan. And, you know, a year went by or something and I was like, you know, growing a following through um, designing. Everything was going good. It was great. But um, I kind of just accepted that I wasn't good at trick shotting. I'm way better at designing and I started having a lot of fun with it, you know getting that first client to pay me like 10 bucks for a design. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. And I was like, wow, I can actually, you know, just do this in my free time. And here I am today. Awesome. No, <laughs> that's great. Uh, Isaac, how about you? How did you get involved in uh, designing for esports and gaming? So long story uh, in some cases, kind of a long story. So I actually started working with, I guess you can, can you do you want to call it clans? Do you want to call it guilds nowadays? You know, I call it clans, <laughs> guilds, uh, but gaming kind of guilds. And I actually started, um, I believe 2016 was when I initially started doing this uh, more officially. But, um, you know, that was kind of where I, I generally started. I actually hopped around a lot, <laughs> hopped around a lot. I was a team hopper, if you want to put it that way. But uh, I uh, hopped around a little bit. And um, eventually in 2018, I got a. Uh, a call. We'll just call it a call. I'm just going to say a message, even though they're both are the same thing. But uh, I was reached out to by uh, uh, John, who's wonderful, wonderful director of marketing for us at United. And I was reached out to him. Uh, I was reached out by him 
for the position with the United and eventually the rest is history. So in that regard, but, uh, um, that's kind of, that, but that job was more in my official professional, uh, type of experience. Although the official, my, my official time was in 2016 when I first started the, in the community. Great. All right. Uh, Amy, how about you? When did you get started in esports and gaming and how did you get there? Uh, I didn't start until, well, I didn't start. It was 2012. I first started. Um, it was more of like the Call of Duty clowns making like YouTube banners and like basically, yeah, all banners. Um, and then I went to university and college and I studied design. And then for my last year university project, I learned about esports. I didn't realize I could make a career out of it. Um, so like early this month, early last March, I joined PG Esports and I've been working them for about a year now. And then more recently, I, just, I joined um, Endpoint and Armour. So I'm designing for Team Endpoint and PG Esports at the moment. Awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, if you could clarify something for me real quick, because I'm a dumb American, what's the difference between university and uh, college in the UK? So you've got high school, college, and then university. All right. Thank you. See? Yeah, learn something every day. All right, so I uh, want to get into more of the projects you guys have worked on in the past. Uh, what have been some of the, your designs or projects that you're most proud of? Uh, not necessarily your best work, per se, uh, but something that you really loved, maybe like a passion project. Uh, Amy, let's start with you on that one. Um, I think I'd say more of like my favorite client in terms of like I'm most proud of would be the Simon Wilson project. Like. He's a YouTuber, a traveling YouTuber, and I illustrated some stickers for him. Um, that would be one of them. And the other one would be working for um, Ben Stokes, the cricketer. I did the, um, a Twitch live story for him. So they're probably like the clients I'm most proud of. Uh, in terms of the work you did for them, like what, what did you like about the work that you were doing? Um, well, with the stickers, it was the first time that I've actually like drawn a project and then taken it into like the computer. Usually I'm just all like digital. So I was quite proud of the fact that I could actually draw and then make it a thing. Um, but then the Ben Stokes one was pretty much more to do with the client than to do with the design. It was just kind of like an honor, I guess. <laughs> sure. No, that's great. Awesome. Uh, ben, how about you? Uh, what's a passion project of yours that you've been really proud of? Uh, well, I kind of have like two. Um, I'd say one of them is like one of the, like the clients that I'm really proud of and the other one's like the actual project. But um, just going first with the uh, client that I'm like really proud to have, um, you know, worked with was the World Series of Poker. Uh, I did social media graphics for them, campaigning for their 2018 tournament. Um, and I was like the first time I ever got like a really big client um, outside of esports um, that kind of like just put things in perspective of like what my capabilities were at the time. I was in like a really weird state. I was a sophomore in college at that time. So, um, you know, I was like considering like, you know, is graphic design for me, you know, that sort of stuff. And that kind of solidified that answer for me. And then as far as like the project that I'm most proud of would be one of my most recent ones. I did an apparel line for uh, the New York Excelsior. And um, what I'm really proud about that is not just that it looks incredible in my opinion, but also <laughs> that a lot of the pieces sold out. And that's just so awesome to, you know, 
feel that like a lot of people like the clothes that I make and it's selling out in like less than a day. And um, I could possibly see someone walking down the street wearing something I made. So I'm definitely really proud of that. No, that's, in that's incredible. I love hearing that. Mm -hmm. uh, Isaac, how about you, man? Uh, tell us about uh, some of your passion projects. Yeah, so I actually have a lot. Um, and generally, one of those passion projects, and actually, I would say one of my proudest work that I've really done uh, with a client, I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with him, but um, he is, I believe, the biggest Madden YouTuber on in the world. Um, Matthew Mager, MMG. I don't know if anyone's familiar with him, but um, at least in this call, rather. Um, but uh, I worked with him on a project related to his uh, live stream assets for Twitch, and I was actually, uh, uh, you know, that was I would say it was one of my favorite projects I've really done as of recent day. But uh, I'm very proud of it because of. Uh, the fact that I was able to work with someone, um, you know, as big as he is, and uh, you know, it's an awesome thing. That's one of the, that's one of the projects I've really started, you know, getting you know those kinds of big things. But I, I mean, I, I've had my fair share of those, you know, to some degree. Um, but in general, you know, I, I I would say that's one of my more passionate projects, and also all of the work that I've done for United, and uh, generally, that. So yeah, awesome. Hey, well. I want to let uh, people in chat know that we're going to be doing our first giveaway here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Ty's going to be running for that and running that for us in the chat, so pay attention over there. Uh, we're going to be giving away Control, which is fan freaking tastic. I uh, just got it thanks to PlayStation Plus uh, uh, about a month ago and was able to get all the way through it, platinum the game. It's amazing. Uh, so that is on Steam, the copy that we're going to be giving away. So if you're interested in participating in that giveaway attention to the Twitch chat. And uh, again, feel free to drop any questions you may have for our panelists uh, over there, and we will uh, answer those questions for you. Moving right along, I wanted to get an idea from you guys more of what it's like being in the in the design sector, uh, being working in that sort of industry in general. Uh, Isaac, let's start with you on this one. What's what's that like? Uh, what's the landscape like for designing in uh, gaming and esports? Like, do you feel like the talent pool has become saturated? Uh, is it hard to find work, or is there plenty of work uh, to go around for uh, someone that has the talent for it? Uh, what's been your experience? I mean, my experience in a lot of ways when it comes to this overall community, like, first of all, in 2016, it was completely different, like a much different type of scene um, when I first started. And honestly, the majority of the people that, you know, I guess you can say from design, from design community standard, I'm just going to put it that way, because I don't, I don't know if many will know what I'm talking about there. But um, there were some people that I actually looked up to back then that maybe aren't really as noticed now. And, you know, that, and that in general is okay, you know, to, to some extent. But, I mean, when it comes to the overall scene and landscape, I would say it's pretty fresh. I would say it's a very fresh uh, landscape currently. Although, I will say the chances of getting into more of, let's say, a position where, you know, you can really start making, you know, money for a particular company. I mean, it, chances are a little slim nowadays now due to COVID, um, you know, certain things in that regard sure. if it comes to, like, design and all that. Um, but you know, I will say, I think in the future, more positions are going to open up and, and more is going to happen. And, uh, you know, I, I think overall we have a very young community, but also a very strong and very talented community and industry when it comes to the creative field. Uh, Amy, how about you? What has your experience been like in that regard? 
Um, yeah, there's so many designers out there, but I feel like everyone's different and everyone's like got their own budget. So I feel like the work's still there for a lot of people. Um, but in terms of like working in esports, like as a job, there isn't many like, especially in the UK, there isn't many opportunities to like take it further than, than a hobby. Um, but in terms of freelancing, you've got like such a like large one, uh, <laughs> large landscape to like work basically. Great, Ben. Uh, what do you think? What's what's it been like for you? So uh, the whole landscape of uh, the esports scene through you know creatives' perspective is that. Uh, like Isaac said, um, it's changed a lot, you know. Um, there definitely is a lot more opportunity, I guess you can say, um, to get work, but there's also a lot more designers that you have to compete with. Um, but with that being said, there's also, every day, more games being made, more teams being created, more content creators that want to start doing Twitch um, that you can reach out full-time, or not full-time, freelance, um, that you can do freelance projects for. Um, so it's kind of a really complicated place because it's so, um, I would say like casual, I guess you could say it's not like you got to send in your resume to work with a client, you know, it's just like, Hey, I can do this for like a hundred bucks, send me your PayPal, um, that sort of thing. But, um, also I want to speak on what Isaac said about how young we are and how talented we are all together. It's incredible. Like there's one designer that's like 16 that has made like over $200,000 selling stuff as NFTs. And that blows my mind. When I was 16, I was washing cars at Enterprise, you know, making nine bucks an hour. So it, it's incredible. Everyone's so talented. And like the craziest thing is I don't understand. I don't think a lot of the designers in this community understand how talented they truly are. Right, yeah. And, and that's something that I think has been something that I've really found is like you said, how young the design community is. And there's just, there's so much talent there. Um, I go back to thinking when I started getting interested in design and uh, I got my degree in broadcast journalism. So I did a little bit of design, but I was mostly on the other side of it, but the people I was uh, with people I was working with who would do the design work for us uh, like you said, it was just so different. And for me, that was 10 years ago. But uh, just seeing the changes between then and now, like it's it's incredible. And seeing what, uh, you know, what my, even just my kids are capable of uh, and being introduced to computers at such a young age. I mean, I remember like I didn't really have any real introduction to a computer and what it can do until I was a teenager. Right? And now, you know, like you said, Ben, there are 16 year olds and sometimes even younger that are making, you know, pretty good money doing design work for people. And it's just incredible, uh, the opportunity that uh, exists in this space. And uh, like you guys said, the talent that exists there as well. Um, Amy, I wanted to go to you for this question specifically. Um, I'd love to get your input on what it's been like for you uh, being a woman in the industry. You know, I think we hear about it a lot these days, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that about uh, the differences between a man in a field and a woman in a field and the opportunities that are there and the compensation uh, that is offered there. Um, I just want to get your perspective for you personally. Uh, has it been difficult for you to find your footing? Like, have you felt 
that there's been a little bit of of a gap there between your opportunities and uh, those of men, or and do you feel that it's been you know pretty equal for you? Um, I think it's changed a lot, like compared to when I was a lot younger doing it in 2012. Like you'd have, I don't know, it it was kind of childish back then, but now I feel like. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel much different. I don't feel any different to like a man working in the industry. Um, the only difference, I feel like I get maybe special treatment. Like you always see the tweets like tag the female designers, but you never see like tag the male designers because it'd be like flooded. <laughs> um, I don't know why like there's not many female designers in esports, but I guess it's personal preference. But for me, um, I feel like I got into it really quickly. Like I, I think I started in esports in like March, and then three weeks into it, I'd like landed my first interview. So I don't. I think that was like due to like networking and finding out things quite quickly, and that was all to do with the university. But I don't feel like I'm like any different. But it's completely different from like as a designer compared to like if you're gaming as a woman like you obviously get like people being like oh my god you're a girl and you game but other than that there's no different <laughs> sure oh i mean that that's encouraging to hear um i've i've worked in the in corporate sectors for most of my career and it's certainly something i've seen um and you know it's something that everyone needs to work on and it's something that i think yeah, as younger generations get older, hopefully that will phase out a little bit more because it's just not something that exists anymore. But uh, as sort of a follow-up to that question, Amy, and this can be answered by any of you, uh, what do you think is the pathway forward for greater equity in des in the design space? Um, you know, Amy, like you said, you don't feel like there is a lot of uh, of uh, you know problem between one and the other, but uh, if you think that there there might be uh, Ben Isaac. Uh, what do you think uh, will get us there, and uh, how is it compared to other industries for you, Ben? This is one that I'm interested to hear from you, uh, working in the corporate field as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what have you seen, and what do you think are steps forward for that, Ben? Let's start with you on that one. So um, yeah, uh, as I mentioned before, I work for AstraZeneca full time. Very recent. I'm like a month in, um, but. I'm working full time in that industry, so I can, you know, kind of contrast what the esports industry is to the pharmaceutical industry. Two completely different industries. Um, one pharmaceutical industry being extremely professional and regulated, and then um, esports industry. It's like, you know, it's very casual, as I said before. But um, you know, the esports industry is developing, and um, the key thing about that is, is developing. It's not done. Um, like we talked about earlier, 2016, way different atmosphere. Um, so honestly, I think the best thing for esports is just time. You know, over over the years, over the months, people are starting going to take up. People are going to start taking esports way more seriously. I mean, right now we have um, teams that are representing cities in different games like Call of Duty and Overwatch. Um, we have whole leagues sometimes you know, esports is on TV. It's it's growing. And I think with the overall growth with esports will also come with the overall growth with full-time opportunities for, um, you know, creatives. 
Um, I've talked to a lot of, you know, people that have these full-time jobs as creatives and they said like, yeah, they get salary, they get benefits, they get vacation, all that. And um, it's a very possible thing that wasn't possible a few years ago. And uh, it's just promising to see that, you know, more of these opportunities will come. Um, But I think the biggest thing is just got to wait, be patient. As time goes on, it's going to happen. Uh, great. Yeah. Isaac, is there anything you'd like to add with that? Honestly, I mean, I think what Ben has spoken about, you know, how, uh, you know, just in general, we had the, all these benefits have come through. I mean, that we didn't really have, you know, that few years ago. I mean, that's a very good, a good thing, especially for how we're moving forward and developing as an industry when it comes to the creatives, but but also just in general. I mean, there's been a lot of that, you know, for other sectors of esports that have been started to come along and, you know, I mean, I'm talking about social media, you know, all this other stuff related to, you know, just other forms of developing, developing the other, you know, other areas of, you know, different esports companies. And I, I think it's a big thing there. And I mean, I don't really have a lot to add to that because a lot of it is well said. Yeah. Amy, anything else you want to add? Yeah. I mean, I don't know any different from being a freelancer in esports to like, like industry. Um, all I've done with like the whole my whole career is just designing for esports um the only thing I can compare it to is like education so like in u- university it was dominated by women but compared to like industry it's dominated by men so I guess there's a bit of a difference there mm-hmm. and uh and that turned into a great segue Amy we have a question for you from chat from Georgina I think that was enough phase uh do you think Okay. Oh, someone won the giveaway? Oh, Georgina won the giveaway too. Oh my gosh, look at that. Nice job. The uh, question though is, uh, do you think that studying graphic design at college and university benefited you now? And would you recommend it to others? What was your experience going to university? Um, I preferred university in terms of like the lifestyle of like getting to know people. Like it definitely opened me up like more as a person. Um, but in terms of design, like, I think the only thing I could say is that it forced me to design, to design things I wouldn't usually want to do, um, to take on projects that I wouldn't usually do. Um, and it, oh, I guess it helped me with like esports as well, because my last uh, university project was three weeks of designing every day for an esports like team or like player um, just to get myself out there. So I guess it has helped. Um, I definitely say, I definitely recommend it just because like even esports teams now they want a degree like it they're going to pick someone with a degree over someone that doesn't so I do recommend it in that sense. Well, thank you, Georgina. Thank you for asking that question and uh, congrats on winning the giveaway. Uh, I will. Uh, well, Ty will get in touch with you and uh, I've got the code. I'll get that to you uh, down the road here in just a little bit. All right, um, and next question is for you. This is also from chat. This is from Jake Maverick, who I feel like you might know. Oh, uh, know. <laughs> if you could go sure. back in time to the start of your design career, would you do anything different? Ooh, that's a good question. And yes, I would. Um, because back then, when I started my design career, like I said, my whole motive was to join FaZe and stop designing as a whole and just be a trick shotter (laughs) so weird to think about but um 
you know, I was very young and very dumb. Um, a lot of times I was like, you know, screw design. I'm not designing anymore. And I would just stop designing for like months. Um, and I really wish I could go back and get those months back and just improve over time because I'm here and like right now design is like everything to me. It's, uh, you know, it's a career and it's also a hobby for me. It's, uh, you know, something fun that I do in my free time. It's like a very huge aspect of my life. And I wish I kind of like had that knowledge that like, yo, I'm going to stick with design and get all the months I took off back just because I was just stupid and just, you know, wanted to play video games or something. And just like, I'll, I'll say play, I still play video games and all, but like, I need to, I needed to get those months back for sure. It's, it's weird to think that I could have been so much further in um, my skill set than I was before because of those months I just took off. You know, it could probably all added all together to like years of time that like I just didn't design. Um, it would happen. It would happen frequently. Um, but yeah, I wish I just kind of like, you know, was a little bit more disciplined in that matter. You know, everyone deserves, you know, a couple days off, a little vacation. But wish I didn't think of like quitting so many times and going months without designing for sure. That's good. Uh, Jake, Maverick, thank you for the question. That's really great. Uh, Isaac, actually, I, I want to ask you that question as well. Um, for you, is there anything from the start of your design career that you wish you would have done differently, uh, maybe ha changed how your trajectory would have gone? I actually think changing the trajectory, sorry, can't be <laughs> changing the trajectory of, uh, of, I guess, just in general of my path to how I got here to some degree and, and just to, that's more of a broad way to put it but generally speaking i i would have probably you know started you know wanting to get down to like more wanting more principle just in general because when i first started i never really was like oh i just want to make things i don't want to worry about any of those rules or you know types of things but in general i mean the rules are there to really help you so I mean, I might as well just, you know, use those to my advantage. They're really there to help you create better work. And, you know, I think in general, that was where I, when I first started getting to know those, you know, I guess not really later, you know, a little bit later, I won't say like real later, but just, you know, just later on, I started to catch on with those kinds of things. I was mostly self-taught from the beginning, but that's kind of how I would have probably wanted to, I wanted to, I would have wanted to go back and just, you know, try to go to those again and revisit that but yeah so right well i am excited for this next part uh because we get to show off a little bit of your work um amy we're gonna start with you so just so twitch uh knows i asked each of the artists to uh submit a piece of work that they uh, had done and uh, they're going to talk a little bit about it and uh, tell us a little bit about their process and uh, what went into uh, the design choices that they made so uh, Boggs, who's running our production, thank you, Boggs, by the way, is going to get up Amy's uh, piece here. And uh, Amy, we're going to have you talk a little bit about it and uh, let's know how it went. So there you go. This is uh, That Guy Mint and some work you did for him. So uh, talk to us about it. Yeah. Um, so it was he came um, wanting to like revamp his Twitch. Uh, the branding was done by the other designer in Endpoint, Sammy. So that was like, for starters, working with a strong brand helped me a ton. Uh, like, so it was a play on words, uh, mint. So he did an M with the mint leaf. So that helped me for starters. Um, 
I continued it throughout the project. So I did like little mint decal, uh, like leaf decals. So like, and I did like, I can't even think what I did. Um, basically my whole process is experimentation. Um, I stamped the logo a ton of times to make a nice pattern. Um, and then it turned out to look okay. Um, and from there, it, it kind of like just, it just, it just like flew. It, I, I can't know how to explain it, but um, yeah, that it, it is literally, I, I thought of everything to do with leaf, just make, just stamp it on everything. And that's what I did. That was my whole process. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. It's, it's super clean. I like the sort of like minimalistic feel it has to it with only like a couple of colors. Um, and like I said, it just looks super clean. And um, I think anytime too, like I always use like word association whenever I'm doing, whenever I'm thinking about design. And when I think about mint, I think about clean and fresh and you know stuff like that. And so that's why that design that you did, yeah, he put it back up. Uh, that design just, again, it makes me think clean and fresh and like mint, it all like works really well together. And uh, when you showed me this, I absolutely loved it. So uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing, uh, sharing that with us. All right, next up, uh, we're going to show Ben's work. Ben, you get to talk about this one. I super love this one. I'm like a little bit biased towards this one simply because it involves Vince Carter, and he's one of my favorite basketball players of all time. Oh, and yeah. uh, so, Ben, talk to us a little bit about uh, this design. Uh, where did like where did it come from? Why were you designing this in the first place? <laughs> and a uh, little bit about your process for it. So um, just starting things off, um, for those that don't know, I'm a huge basketball fan um, outside of esports. So um, this was actually the very first t-shirt that I've ever designed. Um, so um, I was just messing around designing something for Vince Carter, uh, not actually for him. I was just, you know, doing some fan art. And then I was like, you know, this might look cool on a t-shirt. So I mock it all up on a t-shirt. Um, and this is like the design that it came with. It was for his, uh, retirement, you know, because it was during like his last season. So, um, you know, I thought that was pretty inspirational and I'm a huge Vince Carter fan. So I wanted to make something, you know, that I'm passionate about. So that was that. So I posted it on uh, Twitter and, um, he, uh, Vince Carter actually retweeted it. Um, and I got all these people commenting on it, like, yo, where can I buy this? Where can I buy this? And um, that literally sparked my interest in apparel. Um, if it wasn't for that t-shirt, I would, I probably wouldn't be working with the brands that I do now. You know, um, I, as I said before, I work with the Subliners and Excelsior uh, specifically for apparel. And um, it was a dream of mine ever since the CDL started to be involved in that. Um, so if I never made this Vince Carter t-shirt and if Vince Carter wasn't such a cool guy to give it a retweet, I wouldn't be involved in probably my favorite concentration of graphic design that I am now. Awesome. And let's keep this image up for just a second. Uh, the image of him dunking, that's from the 2000 dunk contest, right? Yeah. Yep. I just want to make sure I got this right because that was the best dunk contest I ever saw. Oh, yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about what... Uh, what's written on it's it's a little bit harder to see uh at least for me maybe that's just my screen a little bit harder to see some of the text uh talk a little bit about uh the the text that's involved here and like why that's important well um 
it's really important because one, like I said before, it was for his um, retirement. So um, it kind of like uh, alludes to all of his accomplishments, you know, um, that are all very incredible. He uh, was, you know, a basketball player for 22 seasons. You see that on the um, first T-shirt. <clears throat> and then on the back T-shirt, uh, back of the T-shirt, we have, you know, some stats from, uh, you know, his whole entire career, his points, uh, rebounds, assists, and all that. And then we have the half human, half amazing, because that was like kind of his nickname. Um, and then uh, there is also a stat um, that he competed throughout four decades, which was just incredible that I have on that. So it's kind of like um, a t-shirt slash uh, memorabilia slash uh, overall career stat highlight all put together. Awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, mm -hmm. Again, love it so much. Um, all right, Isaac, uh, next up is you. And you gave me a really awesome profile of like a whole bunch of stuff. I picked one out specifically because I love Rocket League, despite the fact that I suck at Rocket League. Mm. But um, let's let's pull up Isaac's design here. And you did this uh, for a whole rebrand. It wasn't just this one image. So you can talk about the image and then talk to us a little bit also about the rebrand and uh, how that worked out for you. Yeah, so, I mean, that in general, the image that is shown up there actually is, uh, like you said, it's a part of the project, but uh, I would say it's more of a preview for, well, it is a preview for a Rocket League match that we had a while back, um, but it was one of those graphics that we did, and but in general, the project that uh, we, uh, you know, that was going on there was is actually, it's been, it's been going on for months. It was on for around for months, and that was... Uh, uh, actually, I was also a part of revising the United logo um, that we had initially. And in the project, it actually shows, I think it was the, one of the first images shown up. It's the comparison between the original logo and the new logo, which is out and it's live right now. So um, I was responsible for revising it, which I'm honestly really proud of. And, uh, you know, it's one of my proudest moments, I will say, um, in terms of my esports design career, you know. Um, but it's really, it's really, uh, it's a really awesome feeling to uh, see that on, you know, merchandise to digital work to, you know, just in general. Um, of course, I got to give credit, though, to um, the original designer of that, uh, of the original concept. I believe his name is uh, Zach Deagle. Um, so I will give him credit on that. But um, I, I was responsible for revising it, which I'm really proud of. So. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, th I think it looks great. Like I said, I love Rocket League and I love the designs you can do with it. And uh, that looks really cool. What's what's really awesome, too, if you guys are interested uh, in this uh, work specifically, uh, we dr uh, tie dropped uh, Isaac's Behance link in the Twitch chat. So you can click on that and you can go take a look at all the work that he did for that. There was a lot involved. Uh, unfortunately, I was only able to pick out one image. But, uh, there was a lot to look at, so feel free to uh, click on that, and you can go check that out. Um, and so last question here. This is from Kurt Designs in Twitch chat. And uh, this is for all of you. Amy, we'll start with you on this one. Where do you pull inspiration from when in the concepting phase? Um, it's mostly like Behance and Twitter, really. Like I always make mood boards for a pro uh, like a big project and pick like little things off each project and make it my own. Um, if I'm really struggling, I'll like draw boxes to like get an idea of a layout, but it's always like Twitter and Behance I go for. 
Uh, great. Ben, how about you? Where do you get concept phase design inspiration? Uh, first off, Kurt, thanks for tuning in. I know him. Um, <laughs> I know but, him too. Uh, secondly, um, for inspiration, I kind of pull it from all social, uh, like all media outlets, you know, Twitter, Instagram, and I think most importantly would be uh, Behance and Pinterest are like my big uh, inspirational um, outlets. But, you know, I also like to um, step away from the screen when concept uh, conceptualizing a design. So, you know, sometimes I go on walks, sometimes I go, you know, driving somewhere. And then also I have recently got into some graphic design books that have inspired me to, you know, take new approaches on different graphic design techniques. Great. And then Isaac, how about you? Yeah. So, um, honestly, it really can come from anywhere, uh, to some degree, but primarily Pinterest, uh, Behance. I also do look at, um, other sites like, I believe there's some, also some other sites for like stock imagery. Sometimes I look at those sites, like, I don't know if you heard of, uh, Unsplash, Pexels. I mean, those are just random. Those are sites actually for royalty free, uh, images that you can actually use. Um, sometimes that actually comes from that, but uh, majority of it, though, comes from Pinterest, Behance, Dribble is another one. Dribble is a very good one. Um, and just in general, those kinds of sites. And I, I try to pick it apart a little bit sometimes. Sometimes I pick apart, you know, certain things a little bit. And then maybe not necessarily try. But in general, you know, just kind of taking certain things from that, drawing it, concepting, just in general, uh, just doing those things uh, to, you know, start planning ahead and going from there. Excellent. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Gosh, that went by really fast. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm buzzed. Yeah. Thank you guys Flew for by. joining in. I want to give each of you the opportunity to let everyone know where they can find you on social. Uh, you can plug where they can find your work as well. Uh, so Amy, let's start with you. Let us know where everyone can find you on social and where they can see your work. Um, yeah. So it's ALJ graphics on everything. I'm like, 15 followers away from 2k and I'm doing a giveaway so go oh follow <laughs> another giveaway uh, and then jonesamy.com is my portfolio site great uh Ben what about you so um you can find me at pixel nerd Ben on Twitter and Instagram those are the only ones that I'm really on um I'm a little over 500 away from 2k i'm not doing a giveaway <laughs> but follow me <laughs> and um mm. as for my work you can find it on behance.net slash ben great and isaac you can find me sorry you can go i'll go ahead and well you we all can go ahead and find me on isaac designs on everything and you can also search my work on isaacdesigns.com and uh, essentially, that's where you would find me. I'm not doing a giveaway either, but you can go ahead and uh, follow me right there and follow me. All right. Me. Well, we're also dropping all these links in the Twitch chat. Again, you guys can uh, find them there. But again, Amy, Ben, Isaac, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a really great conversation. Uh, anything you guys want to end off with? Anything you feel like you need to say before we go? I have something to say to all of the designers tuning in. Um, I guess I'll just say, you know, keep designing, keep doing, you know, crazy creative work in this uh, esports industry. I know sometimes it can be tough. There's a lot of bad things that can happen in the esports from a design perspective, but there's also a lot of great things that can happen. So, you know, uh, 
just thinking about that question you asked uh, that Jake asked me what I would change, um, you know, going back in time, just, you know, keep pushing. If you need a day off, take a day off, but don't quit for months. Yeah, what I change would be start after effects early because it's oh, a pain yeah. and um, talk to anyone you want to, like designers or just designers, it doesn't matter what team's behind them, just message them and I mean, just have a conversation, network a lot and that's mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, uh, pretty much everything that's been said uh, as, far, as far as networking, all that, um, just keep pushing, uh, obviously. Uh, burnout can come in the way, but don't let that get to you. And, uh, you know, just keep going and, uh, you know, take breaks when you can, everything, you know, just uh, go in and, uh, you know, grind's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, that does it for this episode of the Rectify Roundtable. Uh, be sure to keep an eye on the Rectify Gaming social channels for announcements of upcoming shows, as well as news and updates on our various esports teams and content creators. Until next time, I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and thank you for tuning in.